0: If you don't mind a tingling spine or a lump in your throat. If you kind of get a thrill feeling the hair stand up on the back of your neck or you just can't get enough of the eerie, turn down the lights, snuggle up with a blanket and keep your feet tucked up safe because we've got a story for you. It happened to a friend of a friend. Hi, we're recording and you're drinking. Um, you are also drinking with vertigo. I have vertigo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's not fun. Um I mean, I thought it would be fun and but then when you were like I'm, I'm going to throw up. Well, that was on Wednesday. I couldn't
0: stand without have like without this feeling of I'm going to throw up and then I would lie down and I'd be like, "Oh my god, I'm going to throw up right now." But then I was fine. Mm-hmm. Well, not fine, but I was better. Yeah. Yesterday, which was Thursday.
1: It's the throwing up thing that like being dizzy, I'm totally fine with. Like, mm-hmm. The throwing up thing I don't like. Well, and it was super
0: frustrating because, like, I was off all this week. I was supposed to go to the states on Wednesday, but then when I work woke up with vertigo, like, I couldn't obviously go because I couldn't drive, let alone like walk around. Yeah, you couldn't stand up. I couldn't stand up. I couldn't even do my makeup. Like, that's how bad it was. Because I always do hair and makeup no oh matter my what, God. even when I'm doing nothing, I do my hair and makeup. You don't
1: even look like you wear that much makeup. This whole process <clears throat> is not a Natural. quick process. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, as I am literally coming from work and not wearing, I don't even have mascara on today. That's okay. That's that's you. This I, is my because own Because I'm thing. just naturally so gorgeous. You are. You're naturally beautiful. I was telling Mike that I, I was like, it's so funny how I can go from pretty to like troll in, in just like a facial <laughs> movement. And he was like, you look like, yeah, you look like a gargoyle when you do that face. And I was like, okay, a gargoyle? Like that's, that's not nice. that, That's a little much. Yeah. I was like, thanks. But yeah, so I had to spend like the whole
0: day on the couch I couldn't even get up to get snacks for myself because I still had an appetite. Like I still wanted to eat and whatever, but I couldn't get up to get snacks. Kevin came home on his lunch break to make me lunch. Did you eat it while you were laying down? I wasn't, I was able to sit up a little bit. Okay. But yeah, I was, I was laying down a lot. Gross. Yeah. It wasn't fun, but I did start watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City and I watched
1: 13 episodes of it in one day. I don't even want to watch one because we came here. I, we watched, I watched The Below Deck that one yeah. time and I was like, I'm going to, I didn't end up binge watching, but I was like, I'm into this so hard. <laughs> I got into it real quick.
0: Yeah. It's pretty easy to go down, but Salt Lake City, The Housewives, it's a great, Yeah, I, I don't know what you would call it, iteration of it or yeah whatever, because there's so many Housewives. I like
1: it because Salt Lake City just seems like a fun, different vibe than the regular Like I want to go there. Yeah. Like it's
0: got a lot of Mormons. That's okay if you're Mormon. But <laughs> <laughs> Side
1: note Side note, it's okay. I like but... Mormons. Mormons are great. I mean I like everybody, but
0: I like everybody too. Yeah. Just there's a lot of religiously people on in Utah in Salt Lake. Are the real housewives religiously? Some of them were. Some of them got out of the Mormon religion because they didn't like a lot of the things that they were taught. What?
1: Have you ever watched like the, um, oh, there's an episode. I watched like five minutes of it and I loved it. And it's like the orthodox lifestyle or whatever. And it's like high-end orthodox I haven't, but it's on my
0: recommended list. It's so,
1: I watched like five minutes of this and I was like, this is a vibe. I'm going to watch this. Really? Yeah. Yeah. It's,
0: It's on my recommended. My sister said she was watching it.
1: Yeah. I feel like, yeah, I just, I feel like I get really addicted really quickly. And I, yeah, I'll love it. Mine don't look okay. My lines. I don't know. Mine lines do. Maybe okay. you need
0: to push up your mic a little more. Push
1: up boobies. Push your boobs up. Yeah. And get it up there. Um, I um, I like feeling dizzy, but I don't like, like I, when people are like, oh, I hate the spinnies when I'm drunk. I uh-huh. love them. I just like soar in them. They feel so great. I like spinny rides. I don't it's like like, it. I like that feeling. I don't like it at all. But also I just didn't like that I had to. You couldn't function. I couldn't function. I couldn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. Especially like if you're, I like feeling okay when you're laying down. Then you're just like, why do I have to? Why am I stuck here? I
0: mean, I do enjoy TV. Like,
1: don't get me wrong. Yeah, that sounds like a, kind of like a dream to me. Just being able to lay around for a whole day yeah. watching TV was, sounds great.
0: Because even Kevin was like, oh, but it was it was a bummer that you had to just lay on the couch and watch TV all day. I'm like, no, no, no. That's not the bummer. I have no problem sitting and watching TV for ten hours. Like, yeah, TV is my friend. TV has always been my friend. Yeah. It was just the fact, like I said, I couldn't get up and get snacks. I couldn't do like some cleaning here and there. Like I couldn't, I didn't even make my bed in the morning. Yeah,
1: but it's good for you to just do stuff like that. I guess. It was a break for my face to not have makeup on it. I didn't make my bed. (laughs) I never make my bed. I just flip the blankets. I always make my bed.
0: Oh. There was dishes left in the sink. I couldn't clean them up. Whoa. Luckily, the boys were at Kevin's mom's house because again, I was supposed to be in the States. Yeah. So they were with Kevin's mom. So luckily I
1: didn't have any children to, to helps. take care of. Oh, sounds like a dream come true. <laughs> I'm obviously coming <laughs> off of like of the holidays and the kids need to go back to school because my day off is spent with the kids. Yes. So how are you doing? Good. Can we're we discussed my vertigo. How are you? Uh we're count so I've gotten through, I'm in retail management. I don't want to say like what I do for a living, but. <laughs> um, and uh, we got through Boxing Week and the holidays, mm-hmm. and now I'm things are finally starting to slow down a little, so when I have a day off, it feels normal, and when I'm at work, it feels normal. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel, like, overly rushed and exhausting. And now it's Countdown to Disney. Ooh, that's right. So three weeks until we're in Disney World, so... That's exciting. Woo-hoo! We should just record non-stop. Oh, okay, because I don't have <laughs> things to do to prepare for a family of Ford <laughs> Disney World, which... No. If, you know preparing mostly by myself <laughs> my <laughs> husband is phenomenal but like he he was like I'll pack for the kids or whatever he's like it's fine I got it I was like pretty sure we went to the cottage on two separate occasions where you did not bring your bathing suit <laughs> <laughs> to a lake did he just that we swim in did he just go like he was like nude? that only happened one time and I was like I know it happened two times because the one time you went into town and you bought an overpriced bathing suit <laughs> and the second time <laughs> It was, like, the end of summer, and they were out of bathing suits everywhere, and you swam in, like, your skivvies. I was like, so I know that it happened twice. And he was like, okay, fair. You can recount both times. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, so uh, so I got to do all the packing, and we're trying to be thrifty. Mm-hmm. Like you can bring snacks into Disney World. Did you know that you can bring food, your own food in? I feel like I did know that. And we're road tripping it. We're driving, so mm-hmm. lots of food to pack there, and then... We have to leave in winter gear and prepare sun, summer gear and summer Super hot exciting. weather gear. How long so. are you going for? Um, we're four nights, five days in the park, but then we're staying like we're staying in North Carolina on the way and mm-hmm. we're staying in Savannah on the way back. And so there's a few like, road trippy things. So we're going to be gone for over a week. That's fun. Yeah. I'm yeah. very excited. To have a vacation with my family. Just leave me. I don't even care. I don't even care. I know, but you have the option of getting a cool birthday gift next week or getting a Disney birthday gift. Ooh, I don't
0: know. Yeah. Are we recording next week? Is that what we're deciding? We
1: might have to record early. That's okay. As long as I know. But you can get a Disney birthday gift or a regular one. But next Friday is my birthday. I know, but that's my birthday birthday. Yeah, I know. We don't have to record on your birthday. We record the following Friday. No, because Kevin has hockey, so he's going out anyway. What a doucher. We can, like, do what we (laughs) – we're ordering food tonight, but we could order, like, good birthday food or, or do something fun. I don't know. Okay, we'll figure it out. Anyway, okay. we've
0: already spent almost eight minutes on this okay. intro, so
1: I'm Sarah and I'm Megan and this is it happened to a friend of a friend who wants to be a millionaire. You're first. I'm first. Okay. And I we just I just realized because I saw your your title that we almost did the same story tonight. That's crazy when that happens. But we're synchronized, so we got to start like focusing. Unsynchronizing. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I like being in sync. We just maybe need to communicate what we're doing.
0: I know. It was fun for a while when we were trying to, like, do themes yeah, and do similar. And then we got on this thing where, like, I wanted to be a surprise.
1: Yeah. And now we just – and we're like, are we recording this week? And then I quickly pick a thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's not – it's probably not good either because I think sometimes YouTube cycle certain things. hmm So we're probably seeing, like, the same – I'm excited. Do it. Do it okay. up. I'm sure you did a better job than I would ever do. I don't
0: know. You never know. Maybe you would have done better. Okay, anyway. It's 2023. We're yep. into a new year. You know what they say New year, new me.
1: Mm. Right? No? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They okay. say that. I say New Year. I was always amazing. I'm just going to keep <laughs> up with it. I'm like, Goddamn delight. Yeah. yeah I'm like, Goddamn delight. <laughs> Wait, what's that from? <laughs> what? Goddamn delight. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Do anyway, got?
0: I'll probably be the same though. I don't want to start changing
1: things. That's from another podcast. Sorry, I stole that. Okay.
0: I like <laughs> predictability.
1: Um yeah, you yeah, do. I do. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? No, stay the same. Yeah? Okay. Continue to rock. Yeah, I don't make resolutions. Um I'm gonna say no more and set my boundaries at work. Okay, that's good. I like yeah. that.
0: Yeah. Um I'm just gonna keep being the same delight I always see yeah, I saw <laughs> <laughs> We're the same, see. <laughs> this intro has nothing to do with my story really. It's just a fun way to fill some time in case I don't write eight pages of info. Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: I thought we were going somewhere exciting. No, okay. Uh, Also, I think that I love that we're at places in our lives where we're just like, yeah, we're awesome.
0: Yep, we're great. No worries. Anyway, my sources, sorry, my sources were Ranker.com, Wikipedia, All That's Interesting, and National Post. All right. Okay, my story this week is not a list of small tales, it's not oldie time, but it is Canadian. Who knew there was so much true crime on this side of the border? We're supposed to be super nice. I guess we have two sides to us, like Jennifer Pan. Ooh. who's part of my story, yeah. Oh, see how I made that segue to the story? I'm getting good at this storytelling. Also, Except I forget like, that I write the things. Even
1: the way you're writing is like, you, you weren't at work when you did no, that. No, wait, wait till I get <laughs> later on, then it just okay. becomes yes. regular me. Okay, good.
0: <laughs> Side note, I'm just realizing I should have started a new notebook for the new year. I have failed.
1: Only you think you need to do that. Yeah.
0: Anyway, back to the story. Let's start at the very beginning. A very good place to start. Yeah,
1: I was gonna sing and you went right end. Oh, point. sorry. No, that's
0: okay. So we're gonna start with Jennifer's parents. Her mother, Big Hap Han. I'm sorry if I say any of these things wrong. And her father, Hue Han Pan, were immigrants from Vietnam. They were born. They were both born and educated there, and moved to Canada in 1979. <coughs> they got married in Canada and first settled in Scarborough. They both worked at Magna International, an auto parts manufacturer. Han was a tool and die maker, and Bic made car parts. In 1986, they welcomed a baby girl into the world, Jennifer, and in 1989, they had a boy named Felix. By 2004, the family moved to a more upper middle class area of Markham. The couple had worked hard and were financially stable enough to afford a larger home and nicer cars.
1: Markham is so nice. It is nice there.
0: Jennifer's parents set high expectations for their kids. Jennifer was enrolled in piano lessons and figure skating. Um, she had the hopes of becoming an Olympic skater. Unfortunately, she tore a ligament in her knee, putting those dreams on the on the back shelf. Hmm. She was a good student, friendly, and popular, with plans to go to Ryerson University and then University of Toronto to the pharmacology program.
1: It's not Ryerson anymore.
0: It's not. No, but in my research, <laughs> it hadn't been changed it hadn't yet. Been- I don't, I don't even know what it's called now, do you?
1: Um, no, every time I hear it, I'm like, man, I could have done better.
0: I don't even know what it's called now. Anyway, you look that up and I'm going to continue. I will, keep going. On the surface, everything was great. But Jennifer was not who she seemed. From what I found... Ew,
1: Toronto Metropolitan
0: University. Ugh, that's lame. From what I found, things seemed to too unravel for her after she tore her ligament. In grade 8, she began self-harming. In high school, her parents thought she was getting good grades, based on report cards, but little did they know, Jennifer had been forging her grades. In reality, she was an average student, receiving mostly Bs, and while these grades are perfectly acceptable to most parents, they were not the kind of marks Jennifer's parents expected of their children. She was also not allowed to date, but she did meet a boy named Daniel Wong, and they started dating secretly. Because things always go well when secret boyf- with secret boyfriends, right? Always. Secret boyfriends.
1: Yeah. I don't I don't know. I was just like thinking about this the other day. Not that my kids are a dating age, but yeah. I feel like Harrison's already had two girlfriends and he's six. <laughs> so, like, I don't want my kids to date. But they're going to. <laughs> I know, but I don't want them to be dating when they're like 13, 14, 15. But they will.
0: I didn't. Well, no, neither did I. But kids do have in Lucas's class, and Lucas is 12. He's going to be 13 in August. Ugh. Like, they're not dating, like, seriously, but it's, like, it's one of those things where it's, like, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend? Let's
1: hold hands at recess. Okay. Something happened. Okay. Interjection Sorry. Okay. Because I was thinking about, like, kids in, like, 12 and 13 do have sex. That's, like, my concern, right? Right. Like, my major concern. Yes. But I forgot to tell you, I randomly thought of somebody, like, last week, just popped in my head somebody from, like, grade eight. And I was like, I wonder what this guy's doing. Uh-huh. He was, like, so funny. And, like, I remember in high school, like, blah, blah, blah And he went to a different high school. And I was like, just – he randomly popped in my head. And I was like, I wonder what that guy is doing now. Like, he – you know, whatever. And, like, I knew he was kind of going down, like, not a great path in high school. But then, like, two days later, it popped up on my Facebook for somebody else mm-hmm. that he died. Oh. And it said, like, hey, rest well, this person. Mm-hmm. And – I think maybe it might have been a drug related thing. I don't I honestly don't know, but it was very weird that he popped in my head for no reason. Nothing made me think of him. Like nothing reminded me of him. I just randomly thought like, "Hey, I wonder what this person's doing." He was pretty funny. Mm-hmm. And he died. And like by the time they posted, he probably died around the t- like the two days earlier when I was like thinking about it. Yeah. He probably like died in that space. Is that fucking weird? That's crazy. Weird crazy sorry that had to do with dating and teenage sex because he had he was <laughs> dated young he was like that kid that had like a bunch of girlfriends before we even got to high school okay i'm sorry anyway back to the story no I, I, it's good rest in peace he okay was very he was very cool when he was younger
0: okay back to the story now jennifer did get an early acceptance to ryerson university
1: which it's not called that I, it's going to be ryerson in here Okay, yeah, yeah, it's okay. It's fine. Okay. Um, for anybody who's listening and doesn't know it's because Ryerson was a, presid- a president. I don't think president in Canada is the right word. <laughs> a prime minister that um, promoted like the residential schools and stuff. So it's we no longer support. Those types of people? I don't know. I felt like, yeah. I don't know. I felt like I had to do so- say something about okay. it. Otherwise, it's just weird. Okay. Anyway.
0: Okay. So she <coughs> did get early acceptance to Ryerson <coughs> University. However, when she failed calculus in her senior year, the offer was withdrawn. This did not deter her, though. She kept up the lie and told her parents she was going to be starting school in 2004. Um, Jennifer also claimed she got a $3,000 scholarship and had plans to transfer to U of T, University of Toronto. I went there. <laughs> two years later she purchased used textbooks and school supplies and pretended to attend frosh week activities every day she would pack her bag and say goodbye to her parents as she left for <laughs> school in quotes in reality she was going to coffee shops public libraries or her boyfriend daniel's house in 2006 she quote-unquote transferred to u of t <laughs> right on schedule because everything works out when you're lying she went through the same motions as before when it came to attending classes. Why
1: didn't she just lie and say she went to U of T? I don't know.
0: Because they probably would want some kind of proof, like letters or... Well, they I clearly know. didn't. I, well, she was forging things. She was That's forging, right. So she, she, she was forging things. Why didn't things? she just start there? I don't know. I'm just saying. Okay. Just I don't that. know. Well, maybe she had to start at Ryerson and do a two-year thing there and then go to... I you
1: don't know. A, I got I, accepted to Ryerson, too.
0: I got accepted to...
1: Like, did I apply to Ryerson?
0: I don't remember. Anyway, when it came time for graduation, she told her parents the school I... only provided one ticket per student, and in order to not exclude either parent, she gave the ticket to a friend. <laughs> Side note, Weird. as horrible as all these lies are, I got to applaud her for committing to the bit. For how many years is that? Two, three years? Well, it was she... like four years of school, because it was two years she did Ryerson, two years at U of T. And she started in high school with that. Those
1: yeah. Holy shit. That's so I a think, long I think,
0: time. I know. She committed to the bit. So how
1: Jennifer. So now. I'm lying too. I didn't go to U of T or Ryer's. Or a, just, can I just finish? I, I just. I, okay. So the, the wine I think is hitting me because I'm really hungry and I haven't eaten dinner. Okay. And I think it's really hitting me. So I apologize. Okay. I did go to U of T.
0: All right. So now Jennifer is finished school. Her lying could take a break for a while, right? Nope. Because now she was volunteering, apparently, or had an internship at a Toronto Children's Hospital. Hmm. However, she slips up a little because her parents become suspicious when she has no uniform or ID badge. One day, they followed her to a supposed shift, but soon discovered she was not going to the hospital. When her parents confronted her, she confessed she didn't graduate high school, let alone university. Jennifer's life became much more restricted after this information came to the surface. Her parents took away her phone, computer, and put the kibosh on any further dates with Daniel. So they found out about Daniel. (coughs) Yeah, they found out about everything. She said everything. Everything. She spilled the tea. Yes. Although she gained some freedoms back over time, Jennifer remained angry and bitter towards her parents. She constantly thought about how much easier her life would be without her parents around. She reconnected with Daniel after being cut off, and the two came up with a plan to stage a robbery and kill her parents. Daniel introduced Jennifer to a friend named Lenford Crawford. Also, there's going to be some names. I've only been using first names. Okay. So just so you know, because I know a lot of people use last names. Yeah. But I use first names. Um, after a few interactions, Jennifer agreed to pay Lenford. Like she could just
1: move out.
0: Okay, sorry. She could. Yes, she could have done a lot she of things. Could have just moved out. She could have done a lot of things. Life. Okay. Jennifer agreed to pay Lenford ten thousand dollars from her eventual <laughs> inheritance to help with the
1: plan. That's why Because she wanted bunnies.
0: So. Well, well She would have Yeah Like she would have gotten inheritance But also I think She just wanted Her parents not around So she could do Whatever she wanted Okay Yeah On November 8th 2010 Jennifer said goodnight to her mother Quietly unlocked The front door And went to bed Shortly after 10pm Crawford Along with Two others David I don't know It starts with an M I don't know how to say This last name Okay And Eric Carty Entered the home Side note, some sources say Cardi was just the driver and the actual shooter is not known. So, like, this David guy went into the house, but there was also, like, two other people that went into the house, but those names were never released. Okay. Yeah. Were they underage? I don't know. Okay. It didn't say that. All right. The men, quote-unquote, broke in, demanded cash. Jennifer apparently gave them $2,000, allegedly tied Jennifer to the banister, then shot her parents. Her mother was shot twice in the back and once in the head, and she died from these wounds. Her, va- her father miraculously survived, however, even though he was even though he was shot in the head and the shoulder. At first, the incident was reported at a, as a robbery gone wrong. Jennifer had called 911 and was seen as the helpless and distraught witness. After a few weeks of investigations, red flags started to appear in the story. Why did the intruders not take anything else, including the two higher-end cars? Why did they not shoot Jennifer? They Because they left a
1: witness. Like a full-on yeah, witness. Yeah, that's true. How did she call... And if call, you're going to kill somebody, why wouldn't you kill everybody?
0: Yeah. How did she call 911 if she was apparently tied up? There were a lot of small details that were not thought of with this plan of hers. On November 22nd, Jennifer was brought in for more questioning.
1: Well, we... This is a total bitch thing. Okay. Well, we know she was a below... <laughs> An average student, a below high intelligent performer, According, we should expect nothing else. She was only a B student. I'm just kidding. I know. That's terrible. Sorry, Jennifer, even though you're, you're a murdered. She's in jail. Person. At first,
0: Jennifer tried to convince police she hired the men to kill her because she wanted to commit suicide or whatever. Okay. But they killed her parents instead. Investigators told her they could use computer software to discover untruths, and they had satellites with infrared to analyze movements in the house that night. So they're just basically bullshitting her. Yeah. So that she'll give up the information. Yeah. After a lengthy investigation, Jennifer finally broke down and told the truth. In court, Jennifer's father described how he thought it was odd how the robbers were speaking to his daughter in a friendlier way. He said they were speaking softly, and he also said she was not tied up as she earlier claimed. Um, in the end, on December 13, 2014, Jennifer, Daniel, Lenford, and David were all sentenced to life with no parole for 25 years. Cardi, who you'll remember was the alleged driver, mm-hmm. received 18 years for conspiracy to commit murder with eligibility for parole after nine years. And that is the story of Jennifer Pan, <coughs>
1: Jennifer Pan and her double life and she
0: murdered her parents.
1: Yeah, it's a good, um, like you can listen to the 911 thing and you can watch her confession, I like those. They're good, yeah. to, they're good listen and watches.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Jennifer Pant, I can't believe we almost did the same we story. We
0: almost did, excuse me, the same so- story. I touched Watched my mic, that's not gonna be good when I edit.
1: <laughs>
0: it's gonna be a- It's gonna be some
1: great ASMR for people. Maybe I can get rid of it. I think it's right there. I think I can is see it. Is it ASMR or AMSR? ASMR. I don't know. What'd you do? Your mom. That was terrible. That's Sorry. horrible. Oh, it is. My mother's in long term care. She might enjoy it though. Maybe she needs that. Maybe it'd make her feel great. Just do your story. This I is sent going... my... I sent my employee today. <laughs> It's employee this is going in a weird I direction. Be, I should be fired. I sent my employee today a meme that was like, "This is a wiener retriever, just like your mom." <laughs> like a picture of the wiener retriever dog. I don't know. It was funny. It was July first, twenty eighteen. Ooh, Canada Day. Um, ironic. And I did a Canada story. <gasps> I know, and we're Canadian. Oh my gosh. Um, I I actually typed my notes, so it just feels like um feels weird like i'm telling a story in the Barari district of north delhi india the Bavnesh grocery store didn't open like at all <laughs> it was usually open at 5 30 a.m the neighbors grew concerned for the family that owned it the family were the Chindawats. i'm not going to say any names right i tried and i tried to listen but i'm really bad at name I say names wrong all the time. It's fine. So they were also known as the Batias family, which I don't remember the reason for why the name changed. It's a very intricate story. You're doing amazing. The family lived in the two stories above the store and were usually bustling about by this time. When the milk wasn't collected from the milkman, neighbors went knocking and calling to the family. This was around 7.15 a.m. So I guess everybody in this area wakes up real early. I um, love waking up early. Also because um, it was noticed by one of the neighbors because they go for a walk in the morning and they were like, this family is still not, like, this is weird. Um, the neighbors were Gush- Gucharin Singh, Kuldeep Singh, and Preetpal Kaur. Kaur. Okay. They f- so they went to check on the neighbors to see what was going on. Mm-hmm. So they knocked on the door. There was no answer. They found the door to be unlocked and Gucharin... Um, Entered the residence. There he found the most haunting and terrible thing. What? All 11 members were deceased and in an eerie and baffling circumstance. Ooh. They called the police who came to face, I don't know if this is correct grammar, but I wrote, in an horrendous and curious. <laughs> <laughs> All except one of the family members were found hanging in the courtyard area from a grate, from the same grate, in what seemed kind of like a circle. They were blindfolded. Hands and feet were tied. Cotton, cotton balls were found in their ears, muffling the sound, and their mouths were taped. Um, the way they were blindfolded, it was like most of them were blindfolded with the same sheet that was torn into blindfolds. Okay. There were five stools in the room. 77-year-old Narayani Devi was found strangled in another room beside her bed. Or a a bed, but turned to be her bed. The family dog was the only one left alive. He was uh, tied to the roof and barking continuously throughout this search of the house. With the door unlocked, they were curious to know who did this and why. After all, the family were seen to be respectable, average, kind, and scholarly. They were intelligent academics and were considered a religious wholesome family that seemed to rarely squabble and always acted respectfully. So, what happened? I don't know, you tell me. What do you think happened? I don't know. Ghost. A ghost is it. <laughs> There's certainly ghosts there now. Three generations lived in the house. Narayani Devi. So listen, this is a deep dive story. Like this is like a could have been pages and pages story. Okay. So and in, you scratch the surface instead of deep In dope. fact, I highly recommend you watch the documentary. Okay. It is on Netflix. It's okay. called House of Secrets. And it's like good. Chef's Kiss? I know. I don't want to say Chef's Kiss because that's terrible. And <laughs> the whole situation is really terrible, but it paints a clearer picture. And honestly, I feel like are going to be studying this case for a really long time.
0: I watched the Netflix series of the fertility doctor that oh, used yeah, yeah, his yeah. sperm
1: and like created like... All the babies? All the babies. Yeah. Um, I have a fertility baby, so <laughs> I can't watch that documentary because it'll just make me <laughs> crazy. I'll go get a DNA test. But she's definitely my husband. So, so, with the do- so House of Secrets, it's good. Watch it. With the door unlocked, they were curious to know who did this and why. I already said that. Three generations lived in the house. Narayani Devi was the matriarch, her two sons and their wives and family, as well as her widowed daughter and her daughter all lived in the house. Family one was son, okay, so also like really stupid, but I looked up different sources and they had different ages, which is very frustrating because when you're researching, it's really irritating to try to find the best source for the best age. So if for some reason I'm incorrect in any of these ages, I really apologize, but I wanna give kind of a roundabout Approximation of their age. I think
0: a lot of our information is like not fully correct 100% of the time. Yeah, I try to do,
1: <laughs> I know, but I try to be as accurate as possible. So, family 60% one, 60% of the time it's correct all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's a higher percentage. Um, family one was son, Bevnesh, who's 50, his wife, Savita, who is 48, daughters, Menka, 23, and Nitu. By the way, shout out to our friend Nitu, who maybe listens to this, maybe not, I don't know. And Dhruv, who was 15, he also was called something else. Um, Family two was Lalit, who was 45, wife Tita, who was 42, and son Shavam, who was 15. And family three was Pratibha, who was 57, and daughter Priyanka, who was 33. Um, They, what was I gonna say about this? There was also another son who like lived away. Okay, didn't live with the family yet. Priyanka was also set to be married soon. So she had just recently had an engagement and was about to get married. Who would want to harm them, though? Why did this happen? I don't know. I'm trying to be mysterious. I don't know why. Um, so the house... Are your other pages all the same? Yeah. I don't oh. know. I kept printing it because I didn't want... I <laughs> well, like, I
0: hope she knows.
1: Because uh, I printed it bigger. I made it bigger. But, I but just it would be know. embarrassing if you went to another page and you're like... wait a second where's the rest of my story yeah no i mean i kept them in order there's some sort of smudge of something on this already but anyways the house had no um no signs of struggle even the grandmother's death death seemed so docile so it didn't seem like she was strangled but it didn't seem like um like she struggled or fought back or there wasn't like furniture anywhere it seemed really serene There was evidence that a ritual was performed the evening before with a little pyre that was littered with ash. It also seemed like maybe there was a ritual um, the night before as well. There was food out soaking as if being prepared for the next day's dinner. Phones were charged. Um, This family seemed to have expected a normal day that day alive and well. Okay. This is important. That part's important. Police took great care to process the scene um, and... It was also said that there were a lot of police who were um, using this to be ambitious, Mm -hmm. Um, but they basically um, did do a lot to be respectful and do a good job. Um, So they took a lot of care to remove the bodies. And at this point, sorry, there's something in my eye. Crowds were building up outside and like the street was full of people and there were um, like people taking videos and stuff. So it was really hard to do this, but they did a pretty good job of doing it um and they so i when it came time they reviewed cctv footage to search for suspects they found um to search for suspects to see if they can find anything like anybody coming into the house or any proof but what they found was a little stranger than that even Ooh, what did they find um so they watched the whole day leading up to this and there was no one who entered the house except for the family only the family had entered the house. Um, but the family- Was it carbon monoxide poisoning? No. Oh, okay. The family was seen entering the house carrying new tools, some bundles of wires and new stools. Okay. Like the ones found at the scene. Odd, right? Very odd. So where did they find the answers to what happened? What exactly happened here? Going through the house and the items in the house, they found the leets spiritual diaries. And those diaries mention something called the banyan tree ritual. So, a banyan tree is a tree that has the roots hanging down from it. And if you look at the crime scene, the way they're hanging, it is very reminiscent of the banyan tree. Um, so, I'm not going to go into any details here, but um, there was very specific directions to complete this ritual. It appears that the family had actually done this to themselves. Oh. Yes. So um, what happened exactly was when the head of the family, Bopal Singh, so the like the grandfather, um, passed, there was no one to, quote, control the family. So basically um, in their family, the head of the family would um, have like routines. They would say, who does what, who does what? And they controlled everything from like what they studied in school, how often they studied in a day, who they married, et cetera. Um, so Lalit then stepped in as the patriarch and began, quote, directing the family. So there was actually, they found like a daily diary or a daily journal, and they would go and check, like every morning, the family would go and check what they were responsible for, um, like a lot of control. He began having spiritual dreams where he was possessed by his late father, and the deceased was like sharing his spiritual, quote, sharing his spiritual knowledge with him um, through these dreams and through this possess Possession. Um, there was like some circumstance with um where he like lost his voice and then when he he gained it back was like talking through his father's voice. <laughs> Sorry, I was just like looking at my <laughs> I, lines I like are you so started small. Talking more I, might, in the microphone. I might have to start over again. You'll be fine. It's fine. Uh do it over again. So it took yeah, so basically like he was getting spiritual knowledge from his father in the afterlife. Um, it took three years of investigation to reach a conclusion and combing over the, through these diaries. And, um, and so basically you can kind of see the progression of Lolita's control and spiritual journey, et cetera. And it, uh, in the end, they, the conclusion was that, um, the deaths were not ruled neither a murder or a homicide, but rather an accident of shared psychosis. So psychiatrists, obviously, um, there were forensic psychologists that um, weighed in, and they believe that Lalit was struggling mentally and felt out of control and was coping with the loss of his patriarch and trying to head and control the family himself, and that he had some sort of mental break, and that he really seemed to believe in these teachings, teachings and unfortunately, the family either had to follow along or believed in them as well. Um, according to outsiders or people who were friends of the family, etc. like they didn't see... The family as unhappy or anything, so maybe they really did believe in this as well. Mm-hmm. Like it might have been like that kind of. But that cult always
0: seems to be a theme too. Sentosis. Like They never seem unhappy. There's never anything wrong. Yeah, but that's always
1: to the outsiders. That's it's and behind true. closed doors. It's always different. It's true. I think that they were like saying, like they like just never saw them fighting and bickering, and they just seemed. <clears throat> You know when it's like, ha ha, like a brave <coughs> face, but like you're like, oh yeah, he/she showed up with bruises. It just really didn't seem that way. It seemed like it's possible that they did believe mm-hmm. in what was going on with the father, like the shared psychosis was a really big part of part of it. In the end, um, according to the rituals, you can read, you can go on and see the diaries and stuff like that of what they believed with the rituals. But in the end. Um, it seemed like they were—they believed that Elite's father would come to save them, and that they were supposed to—they were never supposed to not come back. Okay. So they were always supposed to come back from this ritual. For in the ritual, it, it is explained that they are to tie their own hands, but after the ritual, when they wake up, they will untie each other's. And for my part, I hope that whatever comes after, that they find each other again. Or, I mean, they seemed like they did care about each other, so mm-hmm. hopefully. Wherever they are, they're together and happy, and, and yeah, I don't know. So that's weird. The it's called the Berrari family um, deaths, but Berrari is the place, not the family. Okay. <coughs> and I don't know. May they rest well. Crazy. That is crazy. And that's that's your story. My story. All right. It's very eerie, and to watch it, it's kind of disturbing, um, and just very sad. Mm -hmm. but yeah and like i said they'll probably be studying it for (laughs) that was a terrible thing to do i don't know i I I don't i don't know how to come back (laughs) (laughs) that was terrible i don't erase that um but uh yeah may they rest well very sad and needless all right so what's your throwback (laughs) what's your throwback Blossom hats. Oh my gosh, I loved blossom hats. I was of that
0: age exactly. Were you? Yeah. I had like, I kind of did like a DIY blossom hat for something one time. I think it was like my grandparents' anniversary party. Because I never had a blossom hat myself, but like my mom had like this floppy straw hat. So I just pinned it up with like a flower in the middle. Yeah. So I DIY'd it and then I wore it to my grandparents' anniversary party.
1: I had one and I had a shirt that had flowy arms ooh, and I remember it being my like prime outfit when I was like seven years old
0: <laughs> isn't it funny how it. like you have one of those outfits that when you were younger you would just wear
1: all the time yeah like you just remembered it and it was so special and like whenever you wore it it was like fucking picture day mm-hmm. yeah so I blossom hats and the show Blossom nice good call uh with my my Mialik you could get her fucking name right I, know. <laughs> well, I think because I hear it. I like listening to her talk. She's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard her talk. Oh, she's interesting. She should, she should yeah. Have a yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like when she talks, she just has like she was a child star and has an has interesting views on life in the world and stuff. Well, yeah. she's yeah. like crazy educated, right? Yeah, like, she's like she highly like- intelligent. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Minus Pee-wee Herman. Oh my gosh, I love Pee-wee's Playhouse and Pee-wee's Big Adventure and Big Top Pee-wee. Um, Big Top Pee-wee was my my jam hard. That was so good. That was such a good movie. Like I, after
0: that movie, like my aunt and would always say egg salad because like when he would give the girl egg mm, salad <laughs> <laughs> And like it's no terrible. one else ever knows what that is. But, I would, like, I I would say get it, it
1: immediately if you said it. <laughs>
0: I'm going to make you egg salad for your birthday. I'm egg salad <laughs> It's
1: a terrible birthday dinner, but. I love egg salad. Me too. Oh my God, let's have it. <laughs> Just not for her birthday, maybe. It's fine. Um, my mom always makes it for when we go on, like, beach picnics. So to me, it always, like, reminisces that, like, oh. picnic with my mom. That's fun. Yeah. That's no. it. That's fun. I love Pee-wee's Playhouse. I know. Pee-wee I, Pee-wee, I loved the, like, the pig with the nose. Yeah. That I was like- it. I like the genie. <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I'm not a Pee Wee Herman impersonator. It was on Netflix. I'm doing the dance. Okay, I'm done. It was
0: on Netflix, I think, like a while ago, like a few years ago, and I turned Lucas on to it and he loved it for like a short span of time. Yeah.
1: I mean he w- he's a felon. Okay. <dramasection> I also loved him in blow. <laughs> to be fair. He was in
0: an adult video. You're
1: correct. Like, he wasn't
0: doing anything. He was just, I'm sure everyone else in that theater was doing the same thing. Yeah, you're correct. It wasn't anything like on TV or in front of children. It was just, he was sitting there doing stuff while watching adult movies.
1: (laughs) I'm not judging him. I just felt like I needed to add it in.
0: I'm not judging him. And then he was in Batman Returns.
1: Um, he was also in Blow, and he's a fantastic character in Blow, and I love he that movie. He was also
0: in Buffy the Vampire Slayer in the movie. I,
1: yes, you're right, he was.
0: And he was one of Murphy Brown's secretaries. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah.
1: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I like that you get my, you're getting my references. I'm digging I love today. that movie. Okay, good. Yeah, me too. I also love um, Sarah Michelle as Buffy. It's, Sarah is like my favorite. She's my favorite. But she wasn't the Buffy in the movie. I know. I do also like the movie Buffy, but I'm just saying, like, Sarah Michelle Gellar is also big for me. Like, if you were going to give me a Funko Pop, I would want a Sarah Michelle Gellar Buffy Funko Pop. Noted. (laughs) I'm just saying. It's, like, the only Funko Pop I would want. Okay. Okay.
0: Anyway, we're not superstitious. But we're a little stitious. Bye. Bye.